Well, hello. It's always good to see you folks, and uh, I'm especially uh, thankful to hear that somebody, two people came all the way from Chicago to visit their son. What a wonderful, and he's sitting up there next to him. Well, isn't it great to have family? Family, wow. And then last week I wasn't able to be here, but I, I really was thankful to be able to hear about wisdom and see a certain young lady do something wonderful. You did, it was such a privilege to see that and then hear your story. What a joy to be part of a family with people like you. It's so, such a privilege, isn't it? Wow. Um, I'm gonna talk about Proverbs and I'm gonna start with three. I, I lived in Afghanistan for quite a while and I'm gonna share with you three Afghan proverbs. I'll translate, okay? Dil badil radarad, hearts connect. Hearts connect. Hearts to heart find a way. And I say, sar basar mihrar, heads but. <laughs> That's my ad. And then another ad is, spirits connect deeply. Those are my ads to that. Isn't it wonderful to have our spirits connect, our souls connect with one another and with God? And then another one, I, I guess all of you guys are very familiar with donkeys, right? You have donkeys in your backyard and everything. But this, this proverb is about donkeys. Body kaj bamanzil nimirisad. Now what does that mean? You don't even understand the words. A load that is uneven never gets home. And what is it? It's when you load a donkey, you have to make sure the weights are exactly the same. But what's the deeper meaning? The deeper meaning is if you're messing around and fooling around, you don't get to be home. You're away. You're lost. You can't make it. So if you're lying or cheating or doing things like that, you'll never get there. And one that my son quotes a lot, katra katra daryami gargad, drop by drop, a river is formed. Things sometimes take time. Hey, be patient with yourself. You know, I'm set, now I'm almost 72, and God's been patient with me all my life. He'll be patient with you, however young or old you are. The things that you get upset with about yourself, he's working on them with you. He loves you. He wants you with him. He wants you to grow in wisdom. Okay, Proverbs. Well, when I started to study on this, when, when Eric asked me to share, I thought, how am I gonna share on Proverbs? Well, the, the Afghan Proverbs came to my mind, but then he gave me some, some, some pointers and said, Proverbs are probabilities, not always promises. But there's also proverbs that talk about the brokenness in life as well, as the uh, blessedness of life. And I went through the book of Proverbs very quickly, and then I started noticing that there were things about the heart, and it was really cool. And I found out, just skimming quickly through, that there are 50, I found, there are probably more, 54 mentions of the heart in the book of Proverbs. 
and it talks about promises for the heart and probabilities, the things that can happen, that might happen if you let your heart go in the right direction and it talks about how the heart can go crooked and go bad. And it can, talks about the, how the heart can be hurt. When I told my wife that I was going to be speaking on Proverbs, she said, uh, please go, oh, I guess I can push the button myself. I have power. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. I can read it here and you can read it there. I'm, I'm going to go through all 54, but only read the red ones. And uh, Eric did a, said a really good thing. If there's something on the text, especially from the Word of God, that you want to remember, take the pencil and write it down. Because these Proverbs are from God's heart through Solomon and other wise men of God to you, to me, to us. So this is what my wife said. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will bring healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. I read all of them. But that, there's, a, there's two paths to go in, in the book of Proverbs. The path of wisdom and the path of foolishness. And uh, the path of wisdom is together with others. The path of foolishness is devising our own plans and figuring out things by ourselves and then maybe even trying to show God how good we are or other people it's a game it's tricking it's not where it really belongs so trust in the Lord with all your heart now some for some of it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to trust because we've been wounded and maybe our concept of God is not healthy because of the things that have happened to us. But if we have the freedom to say, Lord, you have my heart and I want to seek for yours. Let me, let me enter into that. That's the place to be. If you want to go for your own understanding and your own ways, or my own ways, it doesn't work very well. You can always ask somebody who, who may be on that path or yourself, How's it working out? How is that going? Is it working out okay? Not condemning, because what our goal is to people, to people, to have our dear friends and ourselves get closer into the heart of God. So acknowledge him. Let God take his place in your life. Let him be your guide. Let him be your friend. You know, when I, well, I'll tell you a bit more later. So, now, a little bit later in this series, we're going to get to hear about women. And there's three women in the, in the book of Proverbs. There's one woman, she's more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire compares to her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. All her ways are pleasant, and all her paths are peaceful. This is the, wis the woman wisdom personified by God. And it isn't always true, like we said, probabilities that people have long life who love God. We are grieving with our dear brother for his brother and his family. He, he was young. 
So it happens most of the time that we do have a long life. And sometimes we even have physical riches because of loving that sister wisdom. I'm not going to say anything more. There's another woman, and she's the woman who says, come on, do the crazy, weird, and one, uh, not wonderful, think outwardly wonderful things. Go the way that your mind tells you will help you get what you need. That's another woman. But this one, this woman is faithful. And then a third woman, anybody who's married knows how wonderful it is to have a wonderful wife. Those are three women. Now, I'm going back to the beginning where, of, of, the, of the book. If you incline your ear to wisdom and direct your heart to understanding, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. Never let loving devotion or faithfulness leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and need not on your own understanding. Wow. <laughs> listen, listen. Many times we want to just think of the things ourselves. But if we listen, God is speaking and he will guide us in every step of the way. It's really wonderful when we do that. When we don't, how's it going? How's it going with you when you don't listen, when I don't listen? In my own path, it doesn't work out very well. And then you will discern the fear of the Lord. When I heard fear, you know, it's ah, terror. Well, I was, when I was listening to Eric's message last week about Jesus being the personification of wisdom... I, I, it already popped into my mind, but I was reminded of when Jesus was in the boat with his fishermen friends, guys who know water and know lakes, and there's a storm. And the storm is just blasting away. They're waking him up, and, and they say, hey, come on, wake up. Aren't you going to help us? And then he talks to the storm and it calms down. And Peter, the fisherman who knows water, knows lakes, has grown up on that lake, says to Jesus, get away from me, I'm a sinner. He, he realized that that moment that Jesus was something much, much richer, someone much, much deeper and more powerful than he'd ever experienced face-to-face -face humanly before. And he was scared. He was absolutely scared. But Jesus said, <laughs> he calmed him down. Like he calmed the water, he calmed him down. And the fear of the Lord is knowing how powerful and awesome and wonderful our God is. Um, Lorley was just talking to my friend Hamid and she said my brother-in-law went to Afghanistan and when he was in Afghanistan he said the stars were so close you know you could I, I, I saw that anyway because there's and then my friend said there's there's no very little light pollution there and when you look at the stars you think wow well when you look at God it's double wow he is so powerful, so amazing. He created that. He made it. And he made us. You know, the woman at the well, when Jesus said, yeah, you're right. You did have five husbands and the guy you're living with now. Wow. 
That's when we know that God knows us. That's when we know that he loves us. That's when we know that he knows everything about us and he wants us with him. That's the fear of the Lord. Whoa. (laughs) God, you want me with you? You don't run away from me. You come to me. Wow. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, may that be true. May I not go the way of trying to figure things out. I guess I need to push two buttons, don't I? Okay, good. My son, my son, my son. Solomon, when he uh, received the kingdom from his father, God appeared to him and said to him, you have a blank check. You have a blank check. What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? In 1 Kings. And what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. He said, please, give me, give me wisdom so I can rule these people. And God said, because you asked for wisdom, you'll get riches and all the other things too. But you asked for wisdom so you could lead these people right. And he said, I don't know how to do it. Show me how. Give me wisdom. So now Solomon, who wrote most of the book of of, uh, Proverbs, says, my son, my son, my son. And sometimes, like in in, uh, uh, 7, let me just look which one it is. My eyes are not so good. My words, uh, 7, 1 to 3. My son. Keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live. Guard my teachings as an apple of your, of your eye. Tie them to your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. You know, when kids go to college at age 18, Mark Twain said this. He said, the parents are really idiots. You know, they don't know anything. But when they come back when they're 21, they're surprised how much their parents have learned. And that's when we listen to our parents, when we listen to them, maybe they're not, my, in my family, uh, my dad was not a healthy dad. My mom was a wonderful woman. But listening to them, I, only later in life did I learn to listen to my dad, the good things he had to say. I, the, the bad things were there, but he had some good things to say. And my mom had a wonderful life. And she was just an amazing woman to listen to them, to be close to them. It's all about relationship, healthy relationship with God and with your parents and with your siblings, with your friends, with the people around you. It's all about relationship. Listen to the Father. And 6.20.21 says, My son, keep your father's commandment and don't forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. Mom and dad are wise. Maybe they're not always doing wise, but there's oftentimes when they say wise. And also, you can learn from experience. If they're not doing things well, then you can say, that's a path I don't want to take. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked has little worth. Oh, man. 
I remember when we were sitting at a table and somebody said, I really need to watch my tongue. Somebody said, yeah, we all need to watch that tongue. The tongue can be a silver blessing for other people or it can be a curse for somebody. The tongue can be wonderful. Oh God, help me with my tongue. Help me with my tongue. May my tongue be something that brings blessing and encouragement, strengthening, joy, fun, life to others. I say my because I know I have a problem with it. Anxiety weighs down the heart of a man, but a good word cheers him up. People can be worried about stuff, but when you say good things or when I let God say good things to me, say encouraging words to me, oh, it lifts me up. I get uh, storms in, in my life, worries in my life, and wondering what's going on, and, 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 uh, and then I hear from God, mostly by reading his word, and he calms me down. Just like Jesus calmed the sea and calmed Peter after Peter got scared. A righteous man eats to his heart's content, yeah, especially at the cook-offs here. And <laughs> but the stomach of the wicked is empty. You know, there's so many really, really economically rich people who just can't eat things. They have to have this special kind of water and everything. So outside they have everything, but inside it's messed up. And when I messed up, I don't like to eat. But when I'm full of, my heart is leaning to the Lord, man, food is great. All kinds of food is great. And here, um, I just was talking on the phone with a friend of mine. His name is Murtaza, an Afghan. And it's so nice to talk with him. He's so full of joy. But then he tells me what's going on inside Afghanistan and it breaks my heart. He's laughing and we're enjoying time together. Even in laughter, the heart may ache. 14, 13. Even in laughter, the heart may ache and joy may end in sorrow. This is one of those things that happens in our lives. When, when, when he told me, when Mortaza told me that... that, that um, his people cannot even go out on the streets. And that a woman three doors down, a young lady, was taken away, beaten and mistreated, and then brought back a few days later. And then she died. It's heartbreaking. It breaks your heart. But to hear this guy so joyful because he has love for God and he loves people. And he's praying for those wicked people who are doing this is amazing. So at the same time when there's deep, deep, deep sorrow, there's even richer and more powerful joy. And we can enjoy each other's company. I think some of us are going through some of that sorrow now and some of that deepness and that struggle. Well, joy and sorrow are not mutually exclusive on this planet. When we get to heaven, the tears will be gone. But here, Jesus was a man of sorrows. A tranquil heart is life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Good, I'm on the right page. Um, 
How many of us get fooled by the glitter? By the stuff, you know? When, I, 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 when I'm driving down the road, I have a nice car, but there's nicer cars. <laughs> and they're usually faster. And, uh, and they're more, and there's people inside that look really cool. You know, and, that, and then houses, man, we have a little cottage and we love it, but you know, there's bigger houses, nicer houses, nicer life, more money, more everything. But where does it get you? It doesn't give you or give me a tranquil heart. Envy rots the bones. Where I am is where God wants me to be. Where I am is where God has me. Where I am is the privilege that I can live right there and enjoy what he's giving me. And it may not, most of it isn't material stuff, but a bunch of it is. God provides a tranquil heart. Oh, peaceful heart. Is your heart peaceful? Is my heart peaceful? Do I have peace in my heart? Let it be there. Okay, now. Good, okay, I'm in the right page. A joyful mark, heart makes a cheerful countenance, but sorrow in the heart crushes the spirit. These two things are not mutually exclusive, like I said. Your heart may be breaking, but there's still joy. If you're in the time, if you can spend that time with Jesus and with God. All the days of the oppressed are bad, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. I just think about my friends in Afghanistan who are suffering, and they're, 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 they're having a terrible time. But some of them are not trapped physically. I mean, they are trapped physically, but they're not trapped spiritually. They have a joyful, continual feast in their hearts. And then this one, um, this is 1528. Ugh. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one for me. I'm a blurter. <laughs> I blurt out. I mean, Benji and I are related, you know, puns and, and all sorts of things. And I blurt things, you know, <laughs> and I'm very quick to talk. And uh, sometimes I wish I'd take those words out back, <laughs> you know. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. Think about what you, man, how can I is this the way I think all the time? No. How can I help that person? How can I put the right words, give the right words to that person to help them in their journey with God, in their journey toward God, in their life? How can I do it? Am I thinking that way? Not all the time, folks. But that's where we can go to. That's where God is patiently leading us to. Ponder the way how to answer so that it can fit right into the need of the person. That's, and we get to partner with God with this. He's with us the whole way. He, we can ponder and say, hey, God, how do you, hey, Holy Spirit, hey, Jesus, how do you want me to respond in this situation? What do you want me to say? And this teamwork is so good. It's so fun. I wish I'd have more fun doing that. <laughs> but... I, am a, uh, I must say that I am a, my name is Steve Craig, and I'm a recovering blurter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then this why, we're going back to the same thing. The wise in heart are called discerning and pleasant speech promotes instruction. How many times does God, has God helped me and helped you to say pleasant words that are encouraging, that are uplifting? I'm just looking at this guy who plays baseball. His coach, I think he's related to you, isn't he? Somehow, You're the previous coach, I guess he, now you've advanced further beyond him now, <laughs> but, but he, and you had a cheerleader on the side that was amazing, right? And her, her name is M-O-M. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those, those, the speech that promotes encouragement and, incur and instruction, that speech, that, that cheering on, Oh man, can I just be a cheerer for others and help them on in their journey? That's what I want to be. Instru instructing in joyful, God-honoring life. Wow. And find a way. Lord, help me to be somebody who is seeking the way to give the best word to that person so that that person can get closer to me but more importantly, closer to his maker. Oh, uh, you guys like Helly Hansen? Do uh, you know Helly Hansen uh, sweaters and stuff? It's maybe a European thing, Helly Hansen. Anyway, it's, they're really good stuff, you know. And uh, they wear it a lot. I don't know what they wear here, but um, you can see I just wear what I know how to wear, and it's, you know. But before a man's, verse 18, 12, it says, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud. Man, I'm so cool. I just know everything. I'm the best. And this is a, this is a, a worldview that is, is look out for number one. Dog eat dog. The man at the top. That is not God's way. Proud heart. Oh, but Helly Hansen, humility and honor. HH. Remember HH. Humility and honor belong together. Humility and honor belong together. The humblest man in the world was Jesus. He washed people's feet. He came down to earth and died on the cross. Okay, I won't do 15. Let me just go here. I'll move on. And then, 25 says, The intentions of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. You know, how many times have you been confused and somebody who has understanding comes alongside you and helps you sort through your deepest thoughts, your deepest uh, confusion and smooths it out and helps you understand the way forward. By the way, we have a secret weapon in our lives. The Holy Spirit is doing that all the time if we have an ear to listen. He's going to show us how to get the deepest things in our heart to the place where he wants us to go. And he's going with us, not alone. We're not doing it alone. And then 29 is, is a rebuke to you and I. Who can say, I have kept my heart pure, I am cleansed from my sin. 
How many of us can say that? The only person who could say, who can tell me, show me that I'm a sinner, was Jesus. And he didn't say it like this. He wasn't proud. He was doing that so that we could be like him. So if we're proud and we say, there's nothing wrong with me, it's them, we're in the wrong place. Oh, Jesus, help us. Push two buttons, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Verse 21, 2 says, all a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the hearts. This is a, just a, a call to you and me to say, I have an idea, and then go, what do you think, God? Please let me know. It's a message to us that we don't have to do it alone. And please, just let me know. Is this right? Is this good? Because we're with him and he's with us. You know, he's the one that calms the water, calms our hearts. Twenty-two eleven says, He who loves a pure heart and gracious lips will have the king as a friend. I know some people that are working in some very interesting places and some of them are in very high places advising powerful people. And maybe you do too. And what was it that got them to that place? It was because they didn't have an agenda. Their agenda was to help that person. How many of us have the agenda to encourage and build up and strengthen and bless other people how, how, most of the time I, I, it's me you know i want to get ahead but what god calls us to is to have that gracious lip that wonderful pure heart and bless people and just bless their socks off Find out ways that you can bless people. Find out ways that our pure hearts that we want to seek after God will be uh, a great encouragement to others and do things and say things that encourage them. That gracious lips. My mom was an incredible example of this. Even as she was going into senility, she said... I'm so thankful that you came to visit me. Can you remind me? Who are you? <laughs> how do I know you? And this is my mom. But her, her just, her, I don't know how God did it in her, but it was so wonderful. She had such gracious lips. And most of the time, she leaned in and listened to my stories. Do we lean and listen to other people's stories and enter their lives deeply? Okay. My son, hey, dad's saying, if you're wise, I'm going to be glad. If you make good choices, I'm going to be glad. It's going to make me so happy. I still love you when you don't do it, right? But man, it makes me so happy. I just jump over the moon. Do it well. And then again, envy. I already talked about that. Don't envy sinners. 
Continue in the fear of the Lord. Wow, God, you made it. You made the universe. You made my heart. You know me deeper than I know myself. And you want me in your group with you. You want me in your family. You want me to be with you. Whoa. We don't need to do scheming and dreaming like 24, 1 and 2 says. Do not envy wicked or desire their company for their hearts devise violence and their lips declare trouble. There's no dog-eat-dog world that's going to win. You may get to the top, but the, as someone said, the ladder that you got on the top of, with is leaning against the wrong wall. Because the top, without knowing that you're loved and accepted and delighted over by God is the wrong wall and that you can contribute to you and I, I, I you and I can contribute to helping others to get better acquainted with the man Jesus and his love for them you and then this is a good one here 24 17 Ugh. It's so nice when another guy fails. No, don't even. Sometimes, you know, he got his comeuppance. Ah, that, that just rips us apart as, as, as people who are made in the image of God to love other people, to care for other people, and our hearts to be broken for the way other people mess up their lives. It's not our place, our heart shouldn't rejoice when somebody else messes up. And I, I, I do a little bit of golf. I'm not very good at it. But it's really fun to see when a guy hits a hole, a hole in one, all the other guys are just as, the competition is just as happy for him as at least they, they look that way. They're so excited. Whoa, this guy, how did you do that? You know, because it's so hard to do to get a hole in one. And they're rejoicing with him, you know. <laughs> Rather than, oh, man, that guy just shanked it and it's way over there and he's going to be in, in the back of beyond forever. <laughs> no. Wow. So good. I'm so, let's be uh, people who say, when you get your hole in, when you get your hole in one, great. When it, things mess up, oh, I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry. It, oh man, uh, rather than, ooh, ha, 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 you messed up. Oh, that's just unhealthy. Okay. I'm just going to do 28.14 and then 27.9 last. Blessed is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. Is there any part of my heart that's hard toward anyone or anything is it is it I don't like that guy I don't want to be with that person I don't like this person that person shouldn't be in my, my group that's just the path toward messing up your own life Someone once said when he was a prisoner and he was, uh, he was, uh, George, it was George Washington Carver who invented peanut butter and many, many other things about peanuts. People were telling him, 
you know, do you remember when those people did that to you and that to you and that to you and that to you and that to you? And his answer was, I will never let another man take me prisoner by making me hate him. We don't need to hate anybody. And then 27.9, wow. <laughs> it's so good. Oil and incense. We don't use much incense. I guess we use, uh, what is it? Deodorant and uh, um, cologne and stuff like that to smell good. But back in the day, oil and incense were really cool. And it brings joy to the heart, you know. I just found out that if you take a few drops of oil and put it on your head, your hair, your hair doesn't go every which way. But anyway. The sweetness of a friend is counsel to the soul. Do you have a friend you can talk to? Be close with a, a human friend. I, was, I, I have two friends, but they're, one's in Turkey and one's in Canada, and, and they're really close with me, and I haven't been able to talk with them a long time, and I was just wishing that somebody would you know, come alongside and we could just talk close. And has had a similar journey as me and just a few weeks ago a guy called me up out of the blue and said hey can we talk and then now on on uh, Monday afternoons we get together and we can just talk about everything the key and I was thinking this guy he comes from a certain background that is a little more conservative than mine can I go to those places and then he asks the questions you know and and I think Whoa, I can talk with this guy about everything. Find people like that. Find a person or let God show you that person that you can talk to or people that you can talk to heart to heart because it's such a joy to be able to share what's really on your heart and not have to guard yourself. I think you two do it well with each other, huh? Don't you? <laughs> You're working at it, huh? <laughs> yeah, good. Go for it. Heart to heart. Have those conversations. Find those people that you can share your heart with and they can share. And it just will bring so much joy and delight in your life. And I'm not, I'm saying you. I should say all y'all plus me. <laughs> Everybody. We need one another. We're created for community. We're created to be together. We're created to be together with God forever. Okay, I've talked too long. Next week, we're going to get a privilege of hearing our dear sister and then Adrian about women. And then this guy over here is going to do some good stuff with Chapter 31. Let's pray. Lord, we need you. We want you. You're calling us to yourself. Lord, let us know what it is to have a heart that seeks after you. Lord, when our hearts wander, help us be drawn to you again. Holy Spirit, thank you so much that you're with us all the time. And you're whispering, please come back. Or you're whispering, this is the word you can say to encourage that person. This is the word you can receive for yourself to have a tranquil heart. Oh Lord, 
bless and encourage us. Oh, Lord, use us as blessings and encouragements to one another. Use us as recipients of blessing from others. In Jesus' name, amen.